Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, We have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. Mike, I wish we were doing this show somewhere out in the wilderness. <laughs> I could do that. Well, maybe I could do that. Uh, yeah, I was in a couple of places this weekend where I could not have done that. Um, there was just no cell service, period. Just not there. Couldn't have done it. Couldn't have pulled it off. And, you know, that's the minimum as far as that goes. Yes, that's the minimum. Uh, Gotta have let's just say that you, yeah, it just kind of, you know, it just got to have, have to have that to be connected with the Internet. Speaking of connected, I'm really looking forward to today's show. But before we do that, let's welcome the new guest. Mike, why don't you tell them what it is we do and why they're welcome here? Fabulous. Okay, so we are Social Media Edge, or if you're on the hashtag um, carousel, it's Smedge, which mm-hmm. really doesn't sound a whole lot. <laughs> That's Well, it is what it is. So it Social is. Media Edge, we talk about uh, small business. We talk about how to better your small business, how to run your small business better, uh, in marketing, in technology, in social media. Of course, we're social media. Um, but, you know, we get into security. We get into all these other things. And generally, it's all uh, good stuff. Basically, I would say it's all about connections, business connections, personal connections, um, school connections, all of those things. That's kind of what we talk about. So if you've never listened, welcome. It's going to be an interesting show today because we're going to kind of flip the whole thing around 180 degrees and look at it from a a whole new perspective, I think we could say, Mike. Uh, But uh, we'll let them find out. We'll tell them what it is in just a minute. Since we've been on for nine seasons, um, this is our 24th episode uh, of this season. We've added a few new segments, and one of the segments we've added is a featured tool of the week, and mm-hmm. Mike picks a tool, I pick a tool, and sometimes they have something to do with our topic, sometimes they don't. I'm yeah. going to let you guess today. If you're listening, I want you to guess what our topic is based on these tools, and Mike, you'll notice I changed mine after I saw yours, because I thought... You certainly did. You know, the only time is. I've ever changed my tool in the show notes is when I I pasted it and I went, oh, you've already picked that tool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe this is the first time I've changed mine, and it's just kind of it, – it, it's, ap- it's apropos, and it's a tool that I do use regularly. But let's begin with your tool because I'd never heard of this tool. Oh, good. I love it when that happens. So my – 
my experience, I'm going to say, is I love camping. Uh, my wife and I love to go camping. Uh, sometimes that's car camping. Sometimes that's uh, camping on the back of the motorcycle. I've, uh, you know, I've done the entire uh, coast on my bicycle um, a couple of times um, before, and absolutely wonderful. I love camping. Um, the problem is that finding a campsite spur of the moment is very hard sometimes, and that goes with state parks. That goes with all of these. Um, uh, well, state, county, and I'm going to say federal uh, campsites all get booked up, and they get booked. And who books them? You know, it's like <laughs> six months in advance. Somebody's booked out the entire the entire campsite, and you you, you can't find a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it very frustrating when you want to get away for the weekend or maybe even longer. So uh, I like and my tool is simply called Hip Camp. H-I-P-C-A-M-P. And I'm going to describe it as, um, really, it's uh, Airbnb for campsites. So (laughs) regular old people can say, hey, you want to pitch a tent in my yard? Not a problem. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting me in my blog talk radio. Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. That's uh, I'm going to use this. I, I can promise you that it's uh, something that I hadn't heard of. Very simple to use, and uh, mm-hmm. lets you do something that uh, a lot of us like to do. If you like outdoor type things, uh, in fact, my wife had just mentioned the other day after our uh, our kayaking adventure, she said, "Let's do something else." <laughs> so. Uh, we're Mm-mm. using that to find it. So hipcamp.com. That, that's pretty cool. Kind of like uh, bar camp or uh, uh, any of the other camps that you have. Only it's for outdoorsing. Good one. Good one, Mike. Uh, Mike's yeah. kind of similar. Goes kind of along those same lines. But I mm-hmm. am a hiker, and even locally here, there are trails I've never heard of, and I've found a few trails. Uh, using this tool, they tell you how difficult they are, where they're located, how long it takes you, should take you to walk it, uh, how many miles it is, whether there's camping on it and all that stuff. And that's trails.com. That's real inventive name, I know. Um, but uh, trails. <laughs> and, you know, Mike, it not only has uh, hiking trails, but it also has mountain biking trails, road yes, biking trails, um and now they've even come into including things like off-highway drives. If you just want to get off the highway and take your Jeep back in the woods, it's got that. So, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of right up my alley, too. Yeah. I did not know that. Alley. You do like to off-road. Uh, it even has things, if you're a snowshoer, I don't even, I wouldn't have any idea how to use a snowshoe. My wife would have to show me. Um, but uh, has that, and also something that uh, Myra and I did this last weekend. It has white water uh, paddling, so you can find your, your oh, white water. Oh, wonderful! So two great tools to go together: campground and something to do in the woods around there. So now there you go. Get what's today's show about? 
Any guesses out there? Anybody <laughs> want to take a stab? Uh, yeah, we'll tell you in just a minute because uh, right now it's a, it's time for a, another segment that we do every week right here on Social Media Edge Radio. And occasionally it's actually even current news <laughs> like today. <sighs> yes, Mike, there's a lot of news today. There really is. You you have got a lot of news in the show notes. Good job. Uh, yeah, I, I found it. It was on the Internet. I was connected, and I found this news. Um, you have Siri or Google Assistant on your phone, I'm assuming? Well, I'm an Android, so I have Google's Assistant, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're like me, you use that from time to time to open an app or call a number or perform some sort of a task? More and more. Do you think that you could tell Google Assistant to find all of the photos from June the 14th and put them in a folder named June 14th and then have it do that and then open it up and display it to you? Ooh, that would be a... A daunting task, theoretically. Um, no, I couldn't. I could, I could have it open yeah. up photos, but yep. that's about it. Yep, same here. And I'm, I'm an Android. I love my Google Assistant, and I know people that love Siri. And Siri can't do that. But uh, we're about mm-hmm. to meet a new friend named Bixby. B i x b y. Bixby. Bixby can do that. Bixby can find all of the notes that you wrote on uh, a particular day, create a folder called Seminar on Note-Taking, and move all those notes into that folder. Do the same thing with photos. does quite a few other things, but they haven't really released all of those details yet. Um, Bixby Mm -hmm. is going to be more of a competitor for uh, the Google Assistant actually, because it is available only on uh, on Galaxy uh, Samsung phones. So it is the Samsung. Samsung Assistant. Yes, not just Galaxy, but Samsung. Uh, so if you want to have that super powerful new guy, and uh, it's yet to be mm-hmm. seen exactly what it's going to do. It's being rolled out, rolled out right now to S8 and S8 Plus users that signed up for the beta test. Uh, but I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Had you heard about Bixby until the news today? Well, I have. Um, I heard, you know, way uh, way back when, um, weeks ago, I guess, <laughs> when they uh, announced it. And the, uh, you know, I've got a, I'm, I'm a little torn because here Samsung is a manufacturer; they're not um, the operating system. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, Amazon's Echo, Google, Siri. All of these are, you know, I'm going to say bigger things. And I know Samsung's huge, but it's not Google. And I'm, you know, why are they trying to compete with Google? Why not just Mm -hmm. go with a Google product? Uh, Evidently, Google doesn't do enough for them, so they want to take it to the next level. Uh, I am Mm -hmm. assuming that uh, Google Assistant and, uh, and Bixby can be run on the same device. I just don't know if they can be run at the same time because, uh, obviously, you would have to say, uh, okay, Google, or hello, Bixby, or whatever it is. Uh, But we'll see. Mm -hmm. 
It's going to be out soon. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of Samsung, Mike, the Note 8, the super duper Note 8 is coming out pretty soon. You've been following that? I well, I'm I'm a big Samsung fan. I've got uh, my phone of choice right now is an older S5. Actually, it's brand new, but it's an S5, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice and hearty. I've dropped it. I've thrown it about, and it survives. And it does a it survives in its case. It's got a nice case, but mm-hmm. it survives. Well, I have a Note Five that is currently in a bag of rice and silica gel. Uh, but <laughs> go too far into that. Uh, I'm waiting on that Note 8 to come out. So I'm promising to be the best smartphone, and uh, there's no argument from anyone who knows what they're talking about that that is a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that comes along with it, however, is that it also promises to be the most expensive. Have you heard the prices, Mr. Mueller? I can only imagine how much is it going to run. Well, they're anticipating as much as $1,100. And why not? For and as much not? as it does. Well, I'm going mm-hmm. I'm just going to say for as much as it does. It is, I mean, it is a high-powered computer sitting in palm of your hand. It is. And uh I am the note does things that uh I all of the things that I've had all the way back to my Trio 650, which had the stylus and mm-hmm. and uh, the keypad and all that stuff, the Note 5 has been the best combination of all those, and the Note 8 is taking it up even more. I don't know why I will ever need to film in uh, 4K 3D. But with a Note 8, I will be able to make videos in 4K and 3D. Um, Uh But one of the most important things to me at this point in my life is that it is absolutely waterproof. Uh, You know, that seems to be the recurring theme for you. (laughs) Uh, Well... Let me just say, I, well, I went prepared, but I unprepared myself. So, Well, that happens. You know, here's, here's my other thought is if you have been following Samsung, you know that Samsung came out with the S8, just a regular phone recently, mm-hmm. and it got awarded something um, which kind of cracked me up. It was the most breakable phone ever. Um, the insurance company who uh, insures all these things, I forget what they're called, but did their test, and it broke every single time. And they said, <laughs> we've never had a phone that has broken every single time. Now, yeah, that, the that, good that news, be replacement parts mm-hmm. are cheaper than the Galaxy S7 and the S6. So right off the bat, well, okay, if it's the most breakable, it's also the cheapest in the new phones to repair. So there is that. So I hope that, the Note 8 is a little sturdier. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Um, I actually cracked the screen on my Note 5 very early on in its life, um, almost unnoticeable except for from specific angles. So I just kind of left it. I stopped in one day to see how much it would cost to have that replaced. And, uh yeah, $475 is a little bit much for me. Uh, speaking of purchasing things that cost a lot, 
I don't know how mm-hmm. important this is to many of our listeners, but it has some background importance to it. And that is the war between Amazon and Walmart. Why Walmart? Why are Amazon and Walmart in a war? Well, Walmart is the largest retailer in the world. Mm-hmm. They have the most locations, the most inventory, the fastest uh, growing grocery component in the nation. Mm-hmm. And Amazon just purchased, I don't know if you heard this or not, Mike, but Amazon has bought Whole Foods. I can't even afford a basket full of stuff <laughs> from Whole Foods. <laughs> yep. Um, and that just kind of expanded the war. So Walmart, and this this is where this could affect everyone, Walmart has told their vendors, if you want to continue to be on Walmart sh- shelves and in the Walmart.com site, which does compete with Amazon because they do have direct delivery, you've yep. got to stop using Amazon Web Services. Mm. Really? So, okay, uh, for those who don't know, you can go to Walmart.com and you can, as a vendor, you can set up a store like you can in Amazon. You can sell, exactly. you know, if you make widgets or you want to sell widgets. You can sell widgets on Amazon. You can also sell them on your own website and that kind of thing. But you could do the same exact thing over on Walmart. Mm-hmm. And so for everybody who has a, a bunch of widgets that they're selling and they sell them on Amazon, you're saying, uh-uh, no more Walmart? Uh-uh, no more. Walmart basically told their vendors that there goes Amazon. <laughs> I'm just not really sure how smart that is. I'm not really sure that that's the best move. No, no, I'm not either. They think it is. In fact, I'm, I'm, but. I'm thinking if I had widgets and I had a, a Walmart store and they told me that I couldn't sell my widgets at Walmart anymore if I continued to use, say, Amazon S3, um, I'd probably just pull out from Walmart, to be honest with you. But, you know, that's just another one of those Hello, man. moments. <laughs> just, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're, if you're doing that and you, you're selling stuff on there and, and you get fired by Walmart, you might be looking for a job. Well, the Google has done it again, Mr. Mueller. Yay. Like always, they're coming up with something uh, to throw at us and let us use and then take it away from us later. Oh, I didn't mean to say that out loud. Uh, Mm -hmm. We'll see what happens. Uh, But uh, Google has launched a job aggregation service, so much like their comparative shopping uh, product that we talked about last week on the show. They've created this uh, aggregation of all of the jobs uh, that they can get their hands on from uh, other suppliers, other uh, other companies, and they've created an API for it. This got me a little excited. Do you, do you have any idea why I may have gotten excited about that jobs aggregate API? Because you can build websites that pull in and post, uh, interact with the API? Is that why? 
Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> of course it is. Um, I can see my clients using this. And I, one of the examples, and I put it in the show notes, if you, if you cared to read those, uh, you would have seen that I had this thought about local real estate agents. How could a local real estate agent use an API like that? What, what would they do with it, Mike? Well, they can interact with their community. Um, and, and are you saying that a local real estate agent's website should have job listings on it? I absolutely think so. A local job listings in particular zip codes. Um, mm-hmm. guess what? If someone is relocating to that area, maybe the wife is getting a job requiring her to move to that area, but needs to find a new job or vice versa. Oh. Or That's really maybe cool. somebody just lives in that area and they're living in an apartment and they want to move into a home and they need a better mm-hmm. job to do that. Um, that yeah. yeah. What a better place to look than your local real estate portal. You know, most agents don't treat that as a portal. They treat it as a home sales site, which is incredibly boring. And uh, mm-hmm. also very high in the failure level. It just, you know, um, most people, quite frankly, either go to Zillow or Trulia mm-hmm. or Redfin yep. or Realtor.com. They don't go to the little local real estate agent website. In fact, I don't know about you, but right. I've seen a tremendous downturn in traffic over the last four or five years uh, for local agents that have sites. Now, you still should have that site so you can direct people to there, but the chances of them finding that site just for doing a home search are almost zero. But if they right. can find it when they're looking up information about where to work, where to play, where to go to church, where to go to school, where to camp, where to hike, all of those things, yeah. What did I leave out? Mm-hmm. Got to be something else, Mike. You got to make money to be able to do all those things. <laughs> mm, mm. True, Get a job. True, true. Get a job, boy. I, I, I've heard that before. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, you have any other ideas? The Google is not. Um, they're not a job board. They're just pulling in with this API, with this aggregation. They're just pulling in uh, jobs from other places and sure. allowing you to then do stuff with that data. So I think that's okay. I think that's fine. Yeah, I you think know, because so be like Google does a better job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on here a little bit. Uh, ransomware, just want to mention it because it's in the news again, because it's always going to be in the news, and it's going to be in the news for years to come. There are ransom, there are fake ransomware attacks now, Mike. There was a fake ransomware attack that netted the, the criminals about $110,000 in a 24-hour period. All they did was they sent out an email to people saying, I've infected your system, and if you don't pay me within 24 hours, we're going to lock it down. There wasn't even a ransomware. It was just an email. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So here's the rule about it. Just don't pay the ransom. If you don't pay the ransom, they'll they'll move on. As long as they're going to make $110,000 in 24 hours by sending an email, they're going to continue to do stupid stuff just like that. So number one rule, have a backup 
that is not connected to your main drive. So you can use mm-hmm. an online backup service that you back up to that's not automated. You can use yep. a local server that's uh, – uh, you, you've got one, right, Mike? you got something like a 4-terabyte or some kind of yeah, networking I've actually, device. Yeah, I call them bricks. I've got two bricks sitting side by side sitting right here. Yeah. Yep, and I got the same thing. It's not automated. I back it up when I want to. That way the automated backup doesn't inadvertently uh, spoil the system on uh, on my mm-hmm. backup device. And then uh, if you ever get ransomware, just <laughs> – Clear your system, reload your data, and good to go. Got uh, one more bit of news here, and this one is hot. This is just from today. Uh, Mike, we talked a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago about Cloudflare coming out with a suite of services. Well, they've added to that. Mm-hmm. They have create an, uh, created a site that gives you direct access to web services, uh, SaaS, uh, Software as a Service mm-hmm. App Deployment, uh, and um, some other powerful tools that a lot of people haven't known how to have access to. Uh, so this morning they said that uh, the new platform will allow website owners to more easily install third-party services in their own Internet applications and has also been designed to help developers to distribute software as a service applications to everyone on the Cloudflare network. So if you like to play around with third-party apps outside of, uh, mm-hmm. no, we're not talking about WordPress plugins. These are actually apps that are connected to bigger services. Check it out. Right. Uh, I use the Cloudflare, um, I use Cloudflare service currently for a content delivery network, uh, and it provides a good cached delivery, so it speeds up load time for some of my clients. Check it out. You're over there right now clicking around, Very aren't good. you, Mike? I am. Well, I'm actually looking for the story because you didn't give me a link to it. So I got to go oh. actually search the news to go find it. That's how horrible I am. Hey, we're going to take a break. You can do that while we're gone. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey, this is Mike Mueller. And in case you didn't know, when I'm not co hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website, I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website, and then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out areweconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. Ah, yes, especially while you're away. Yes. 
<laughs> well, let's tell them what the topic is. Mike, you inspired today's topic, so I'm going to let you give away the topic. <laughs> well, I inspired it because uh, over the weekend, well, long weekend actually, um, I went away. And I unplugged and uh, with the wife. It was our anniversary, and um, we decided to get on the motorcycle and pack our camping gear and just head out. And we decided to go up the coast and just find our way and figure out what we wanted to do. And that's tough. That That's tough to do. And I'm going to say it's very tough for me to do um, because I've got a business. And I've got a business that is currently running. I've got things that are always happening. And I... You know, we said in the show notes, uh, or in the show description, be there 24-7. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not. I'm I'm typically Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 is what I tell my clients. But, you know, I'm connected all the time. And it's tough. Yeah. And that's it, what we're going to talk about, is how to do that and uh, why to do it. That's a big important one. You know, I, uh, my wife Myra and I also celebrated uh, your anniversary because we went out uh, up and <laughs> did some wilderness activities as well, um, and uh, went way over into far east Georgia near the South Carolina line and spent some time with some good friends and took a little river adventure uh, in the kayaks on a class two three river. And uh, even had I had cell service out there, there wasn't any time to surf the web. In fact, it turns out there wasn't even enough time to take a photo and get my camera back into my waterproof bag. <laughs> uh. yeah. um, while I was researching some topics for today's show, I just went over to Google and I Googled um, why it's important to disconnect. And there were several articles that came up, and most of them were just people that they weren't, they weren't giving reasons why it was important to disconnect. They were kind of vituperating about why they needed to disconnect. But I did find one article, and imagine this, it was from a professor uh, that was more instructional. It really talked about uh, why to disconnect. And one of the quotes from his page really stuck out. Actually, two of them really stuck out to me, but one of them said, to be true to oneself means being able to find that part of yourself that can distinguish between the life that others want you to live and the life that is worth living. I mean, that's powerful. What do you, what do you, what do you, the life that we live primarily is the life that others want us to live, whether it's our boss or our customers or our children or even our pets, our neighbors, um, all of those things shape what we do during the day. But if we got rid of all that, if we moved away from that, if we didn't have that to deal with, mm-hmm. what would we do? What would we be? Um, I submit yeah. we'd be completely different. I'm thinking that you were probably completely different on your, your motorcycle camping trip than you are even today. I Well, definitely. Um, you know, one of the things also that comes into play that wasn't mentioned right there in that statement was social media and the I'm going to say the norms that people expect us to be going going back to what's being pushed on us mm-hmm. on 
you know, on the weekend, on on vacation or what have you, I should be sharing my fabulous life, yada, 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 with these great <laughs> pictures and this and that. You know what? I took pictures. I posted nothing to social media. Uh, I admit I did post a couple of photos. They were maybe, perhaps could have been slightly Photoshopped. Um <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but they were on there. Um, one of the other quotes that uh, this professor, uh, Arthur Dobrin, or Dobrin, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. He's at Hofstra University. He said, the uniqueness of personality, check this out. The uniqueness of personality is often obscured by the clamor of society and a carnival of distractions. That's exactly what you were just talking about. Exactly. That that I didn't know you were going there, and that that sounds exactly about what I was saying. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so we are business people, and we do have a responsibility to be in contact and available for our clients. Like you, my clients know I pretty much shut it down around five o'clock every day. That's uh, mm-hmm. when I start. The time for my wife and I, she continues to work for about another hour. I do a few things, maybe get the barbecue grill going or uh, make some vegetables or something while she does that. And then we go outside because we're not inside people. We go outside and spend our evening out there. And I do not respond to clients during that time period, but I do get back to them the next day, unless there's an emergency. If there's an emergency, uh, I will step up. So, Let's start with you, Mike. You knew you were going to take this trip, and you know that you have clients out there that probably are going to try to get in touch with you. I don't know how many days you were gone, but mm-hmm. usually for me, any one weekday is enough. Somebody's going to try to get in touch with me, and if they can't, they're going to panic. Uh, so how do you prepare your clients for those moments that you are away? Well, and, you know, I'm going to say uh, – Typically, um, they are. I, I prepare them because in my onboarding of those clients, I set out uh, specific I'm, uh, guidelines. I'm going to say not rules, guidelines on how I work, when I work, that kind of thing, and that I'm not available on the weekends. That I'm not available. You know, I I don't. You know, it's it's Monday through Friday, nine to five, and. The one thing that I've got, uh, you know, in my favor is a lot of times what I'm doing is I'm waiting for stuff from my clients. So I'm waiting mm-hmm. for, if I'm building a website, I'm waiting for assets. I need, here's, I need the pictures. I need this. I need this. I need this. And I'm waiting for stuff. And I use mm-hmm. that in my favor a lot because what I'll do is I know it's going to take them a while to get that stuff and get it together and get it to me, a lot of times I'll give them a to-do list and do that right before I leave. And so essentially what I'm doing is I'm putting the ball in their court. Good move. Do you, uh, as far as your email, your telephone, do you change your message or set up an autoresponder or, or anything like that? Ooh, no. And you know, I don't set up, and, and theoretically, I could. I, I could set up an autoresponder. Ah, just it annoys, it annoys me because I'm I'm really uh, there. I'm 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 
might get that email. And a lot of times, you know what, when I go to conferences or what have you, my I'll change my voicemail and say, hey, by the way, I'm at a conference. And the nice thing about Google Voice is it'll transpose us into text, and I'll get that as a text message, and maybe I'll be able to respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's about it. That's about all I, I do. Um, and typically I like to answer my phone. You know, and during business hours, I I'm one of those that I don't scream my calls. I just answer my phone. Mm-hmm. And if they get my voicemail, it's probably because I'm on the phone, or in <laughs> particular cases, I'm out. Yep. Uh, I don't. If I'm in the middle of coding, I don't always answer. But uh, like you, in fact, I originally had Google Voice as my tool of the day. Uh, for that very reason, the fact that it will listen to a voicemail and transcribe it and send it to me in a text message. And hopefully you've mm-hmm. phoned me from a mobile device so that I can respond via text message. Uh, I respond either way. If you were using a desk set, I just responded to your desk set. <laughs> but um, yeah. most of the time it is uh, is phone. And I do have I do like the fact that Google Voice will let me create specific greetings for specific callers. So I don't necessarily generally just want to say, hey, I'm out of the office for seven days, which actually means I'm out of the home for seven days. But if it's a particular Mm -hmm. client that I have a long relationship with, then I will remind them that I am unavailable to answer the phone for seven days. Please email me. Uh, I'll get to it as quickly as I possibly can. If it's an emergency, here's what you need to do. Um, Okay, let's talk about friends. What about your friends? Do do they deserve to know that you're going to be ducking out? Ooh, well, a lot of my friends uh, do know. Some of them don't. Uh, depends on, on who they are or, or what have you. But um, I'm going to say, uh, typically, I tell my friends, hey, we're going out. We're heading out for the weekend or heading out for the week. Uh, because it doesn't have to be a weekend. I mean, we mm-hmm. could be talking about unplugging for a week. Um you know, I've got my annual motorcycle trip coming up in August, and we're going to go um, see the solar eclipse, by the way. And, oh, nice. Uh, so, you know what? I'm going to tell a whole lot of people, hey, we're heading out. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of the same. I don't broadcast it. I will tell people when I'm home. Uh, in fact, you've probably seen me say, hi, kids, daddy's home. Uh, it's kind of my way of Letting folks on know, I'm, I'm back. Uh, a lot yep. of them didn't know I left. But family and, and close friends, I certainly uh, I let them know, especially if I'm going to disconnect. You know, the last time we went to Alaska, I think we stayed in Alaska for 11 or 12 days, plus a couple of days of traveling up there and back. So people do have a mm-hmm. tendency to wonder what, what happened to you <laughs> if you're gone for that long. Um, I don't make it public, but but I certainly do let folks know. Okay, what about from the personal side? You know, some people would say, right, "Look, I can't go for a whole day without discussing politics online. I can't do it. It's it's not there." Or I can't not see kitty pictures. Um, somehow I've got to get I've got to get kitty pictures in there. I'm going to start that one and just take us right back to that quote about the. Um, clamor of society and carnival of distractions. Those are distractions. I promise you, if you see a great blue heron sitting on a willow tree over a smooth part of the river, you're going to enjoy that way better Mm -hmm. than a kitty cat picture. It's 
especially if you're floating toward the waterfall in a kayak. It's just going to be a different thing. That or turtles. Incredible. Yeah. Or watching your husband dump his kayak and everything going everywhere. What about you? Well, Is there anything that you've missed? There's what? There, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to say when I unplug, and I unplug on a somewhat regular basis. It isn't it isn't like clockwork, but I just feel the need and uh, off we go kind of thing. I don't really miss anything um, of my daily ritual of social media, the internet, that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I do, I read, you know, I like reading blog posts. I like staying on top of stuff. So I, I've got my feed reader and I read a ton of blog posts every single morning before I get started. And you know what? I don't miss that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you think you will, but once you get away, you don't. And, and it's still there when you come back. You can still play catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I used to hike with a couple of guys. You may even know them, uh, uh, Brody Brown and, and Brent Ellis. I, I know you've met Brody uh, at uh, bar Brent. camp before and, and didn't know if you'd met Brent or not. But uh, we used yep. to do a lot of hiking. And you would think mm-hmm. in today's age that three guys, especially them, they're about 10 or 12 years younger than I am. Um, you know, most people you see in their 40s are walking around with their phone in their hand looking at it, 40-something and younger. We would go for <laughs> miles and miles and never see a phone. Occasionally, one would come out to snap a photo, but uh, mm-hmm. not 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 checking email, not checking voicemail, uh, not any of that stuff. So we would spend those short times disconnected. But here's a big one, Mike. Uh, I'm a hiker. You're a biker. That weather can change pretty quickly. Do you mm-hmm. pull it out and check the weather, or do you just kind of go on what you knew before you left and uh, stick with that? Well, okay, that's one one instance where I will pull out the phone, especially like if we are out in the middle. I was in the middle of Utah, I think it was last year, two years ago, and we had a big storm, and we knew that we were going to have scattered showers, you know, before we headed out, and that you know that's okay, and you learn to read somewhat the weather patterns but Mm -hmm. especially when you're on a motorcycle you can it's very cool to be able to pull up a weather map and pull up the radar and see what's coming at you especially where we were in utah you couldn't see over the horizon because we're in canyons Mm -hmm. and we're talking about flash floods and things like that so it was a matter of life and death especially uh and i got to see my first flash flood it was really fast and it was really incredibly powerful uh, they're very terrifying they, very close amazing yeah that's uh if nobody's ever seen one they are insane um here's the thing about that and i caution anyone who does that to just get on check the weather and get back off because it's easy to get distracted and uh, everybody calls it going down the rabbit hole you get on facebook the next thing you know you've been on there for 30 mm-hmm. minutes um, so yep. if you are trying to disconnect, I don't recommend not having your phone with you, obviously, because your phone is a safety device. If something happens to you, that's a great way to either, um, notify someone where you are, or if you're injured and can't use your phone, then, um, great mm-hmm. way for folks to find you. 
we've All actually right. run out of time. Don't even have time for rapid fire. So let's wrap this up. Mike, what, uh, what's your final say on disconnecting? Yeah, I'm going to say feel the need, and you already feel the need, but feel the need, and then go on. It's going to be okay. Business is going to be there when you get back. Feel the need. Go do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I promise you, if you haven't done it in a while, it's going to be a huge surprise to you. Um, you may have some mm, separation anxiety prior to turning off mm-hmm. that phone, uh, packing it away. But I'll promise you, by the second day, you will almost have forgotten about it. Uh, and just remember, if you do pull it out, because we use it as our camera, you pull it out, take some photos. You don't have to upload them right then. You can wait until later, and that way you don't get sucked down that rabbit hole uh, and stuck on Facebook while you're supposed to be on vacation. Well, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, Mike, but that was a good topic today for me, especially having just done it. So thanks for coming up with that. And I believe it's time to say bye, Mike. Bye, Mike. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com. And thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music.